You're listening to The Last Word on Hockey with Jim Berenger, Coach Jay, and Mark Weiss on Northeast Streaming Sports. going on everybody saturday night you know what that means the last word on hockey is back we're season two episode 16 i'm your host jim berenger i'm alongside coach jay mark weiss may or may not be here depends on what he's doing right now he's on assignment maybe he'll come in kick kick some thoughts around jay good to be have you back here on another saturday it's our ritual here every week same same here jim man great Great stuff going on now, getting to the end of this 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 revamped playoff-style season. Absolutely. And before we get into everything, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Wrestling Collector Store, uh, State Route 23, Stockholm, New Jersey. Uh, really cool store, really cool event today. I, got, I went with a couple of buddies to see the Rock and Roll Express and Savio Vega. Really cool store. A lot of cool things. Check it out if you have the chance. So I just want to just to give them a quick shout out now on to what we do best. And that's talk about hockey though. We can talk wrestling, but this is not today hmm. today to do that. So let's talk some pucks. Let's begin looking at some playoff races. I would say let's look, go conference, maybe division by division. We'll break down some teams. Obviously the big news of the week was Vegas and Colorado punching their tickets to the playoffs. Um, you know, two, two of the best teams in the West Division pretty much all year. Colorado's getting healthy. They got Grubauer back. They're just so dominant with McKinnon, Rantanen. You got Byram on the back. You got McCarr up and down. Vegas looks good. Patch ready. Stone's a monster. You got the two-headed monster with Leonard and Flurry. You know, those two teams are going to be battling to figure out who's going to the conference semifinals this year. Yeah, it's just a matter of who's first and who's second. Home field advantage, you know, home field if they make it to the finals to play each other, you know, um, who gets uh, home home ice to start. Um, hey, Dubnik's held up. You know, uh, we talked about with that trade, if they should have gotten someone else, you know, Dubnik's held held up his uh, that position pretty well. And now Groob's back. So it's going to be some finish in, in that division between the two of them. I mean, if I'm Colorado, I got to think I need to have home ice advantage. Uh, this year, I mean, I know it's going to be different this year because of the fans and how many fans are going to be there. But I don't want to be playing a game seven in Vegas if that barn is loud at all. I, I really don't want to be going to Vegas for that game. No, no way. And and Vegas does hold the goalie tandem advantage with Lerner and Flurry, and uh, compared to Grubauer and, and Dubnik. So... It's I think the firepower and the defense is pretty much the same. If you go to tail of the tape, if you break down position by position, uh, line by line, you know, defensive yeah. pair, I think that's pretty much even. I think you hit the nail on the head. I really think that it'll come down to goaltending. And I, I agree with you. I think Vegas has the edge in that. Um, you know, uh, Leonard and Flurry are just too good, and they both have experience. Flurry's revitalized his career ever since getting – 
you know, picked up by Vegas. And just think about what Vegas has done as an expansion team. Like, no one really gave them a chance their first year. They had the misfits. You know, they, they went to the Stanley Cup final the first year. Yeah, they had some playoff heartbreak, but this team is going after him. Bill Foley said he wants a winner within the first five years. They have a really good shot to do it this year. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, watching them play, this is, what, three years later. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Now they got some stars to go with their grunt workers, you know, it, it, it it's not like when they first came in and me, I was saying nothing personal against Vegas, but if they win the cup, they're changing the game, but it was always be on the guy. Don't let him breathe. Be on the guy. Don't let him breathe. All four lines. They all played like that. And it made talent, you know, the talented guys who wanted to, who wanted this space, you know, until the caps got them in the finals and started yeah. playing their own game, then the talent overrode the hard forechecking play throughout. Um, give them it credit. Was just, I mean, it was just Ovi's year. It was Ovi's year. And realistically, if the Capitals played better in game one of that series against Vegas, that, that's probably a sweep. I felt like it was a sweep anyway, even though it ended in five games. But that Capitals were the better team in that final. I think Vegas just ran out of gas. So we'll see if they do it this year. Colorado got a lot to prove what happened last year in game seven. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. So it's not going to be easy for, even if that depends on who they play. St. Louis, as we see today, you know, matches up pretty well with Colorado if they get in. And we'll talk about that more later, but let's just go through some news and notes here first and, you know, go through everything. Uh, we've, I know we talk about it a lot, but Boston, they are just so good what they're doing right now. Yeah, they lost yesterday to Buffalo, but Buffalo plays hard, and, and they're playing better on their new coach, Don Granado. The young kids are playing really, really well, especially Casey Middlestad. He's coming into his own as a player, but Boston's too deep. Rask is back. Halak's back. Don't forget they got Swayman in net. They got a three-headed monster rolling. So I like what Boston's doing. Their defense is better. Um, yeah, they may have some injuries, but that's a team. If I'm the Islanders or the Capitals, whoever finishes at the top of the division, that's a team I don't really want to play when the playoffs start. Yeah, that's so true. It's so true. Boston is not the team, which, like you said, Taylor Hall, and it turns out to be a great fit. Now they got two lines at least that could score, and they're forechecking this big body. Look what they did to, to the Flyers. I know and they play the Flyers, and as a Ranger fan like me, knowing that the Rangers don't have a chance really, it would take a total collapse. And I don't see Boston collapsing at all. Um, you know, like needing that kind of those kind of players. I'm not putting the year miracles can happen. Ninety four yeah, happened, right. but let's be realistic. And if we're putting money down, I ain't doing it, even no, on my no. own team. But uh, who wants to play the Bruins in a seven-game oh, series? I, I don't want to be playing Rask, that right now. With Rask back with no. him having so much to want to prove because no matter what, no matter what the reason, he wasn't there last year in the bubble for the playoffs. It had to, it had to hurt him so much inside to have now to come back now after the, the injury and Boston having the Rangers behind him, possibly having a – with the Rangers playing great, still not being, you know, being like 
six points behind with them they, having they, a, a game they, in had a hand. they had a chance to get points, but they didn't take it against Philadelphia. There were those the couple game. of one, how many one goal games the Rangers lost, which just hopefully they learned from to go into ne- I ain't next year. I ain't calling next year yet, but Bruins are. It's, it's getting close to next year. Yeah. But, but they're want, still in it. Want, you know. They're still in it. Six points out is not, you're not mathematically eliminated yet. And, you know, like you said, Buffalo got Boston the other night. You know, if the Rangers were able to pick up a victory here or there, maybe Boston loses one or two, then you got a four-point swing. You're down two points. And the Rangers got their last two games against Boston, their last two games. If if the schedule works the way it works, that's going to be determined who could be the final spot in the East. Shashurskin versus Rask. I mean, look, what, that, better, what better dream scenario for the National Hockey League to have Rangers and Boston play for the final spot in the East Division on the final weekend of, well, of their scheduled season. Obviously, we know the actual season got pushed back further, but when they finish, they'll determine who starts, who makes the playoffs from the East Division final seed. And what better... What better thing do you want? I I, I want that as yeah. a fan. I love it. As a hockey fan, period. How could you not want to see all that on the line coming at the la- the last weekend of the, of the season in any of the divisions? No, exactly. And, and speaking, staying in the East here, you know, we talk. I, I mentioned the Capitals and Islanders. They're in the middle of a three a three game set that they could ter- determine who's first placed in the division. You know, it was a 0-0 game on Thursday night. I mean, the, yeah, Caps won one nothing in, in the skills competition. Everybody knows that I'm, I'm not a fan of the shootout. Yeah, they beat them in the shootout, okay? That was a 0-0 game through regulation overtime. These two teams play really well against each other. Barry Trotz knows how to play against the Caps. Caps know how to play. It's, it's going to be a fun game tonight when these two teams play here on a Saturday night. And – this series could go a long way to determining who could finish first. I know Mark said the Islanders are going to finish first when his predictions. I, I I think we both picked Washington around there. We were worried. We were worried about the goalies with Simsanoff being a rookie yeah. that put maybe the Islanders in, in front of them. At the I don't end know. I think Washington just has too much firepower. I think Ovechkin, Backstrom, now with Mantha, you know Carlson. I think the goalies have settled in. Yeah, I just I'm not sure the Islanders have enough scoring depth to get them to that that spot. It would be ideal for them. Like I talk about Colorado wanting home ice advantage. It's ideal for the Islanders to have it, especially in the first two rounds, because of how much Nassau Coliseum is a home field advantage for them. Yeah, I mean, they got oh, we don't know how long Ovi's going to be out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to, with their teetering for first and second place in that division, you know, um, it's great hockey. I mean, it's great scenarios to have leading into the end. I mean, and then we forget Pittsburgh's been red hot. But like I said last week, Rangers beat up on the Devils. Pittsburgh did their job and beat the Devils. That's what they needed to do. They're playing red hot. They may be able to figure out a way to sneak in. 
Look, Washington doesn't matter if they don't have Ovi or Baxter. They always seem to find a way to win games because they have that team game that they're playing. Yeah, it might be tough, but if they if he just sits out a couple of games, it's not really going to hurt him. Get him fresh for the playoffs. That's what they need him for. Yeah. So you know Pittsburgh's rolling. They're going to probably get Malcolm back soon, and they're going to have that depth with Carter and Crosby. And I mean, you got to watch out for Pittsburgh, though. Like I said, oh yeah. As much as I as much as I like what they're doing now, their playoff history has told me maybe I shouldn't bet the farm on them. But you never know with Sid the Kid and Malkin and Carter and all those guys. They they can figure out a way to get it done. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry's picked up his game. He's definitely taken over the number one spot. And I was negative, not negative, but he had to prove himself. And he was, didn't start off great this season. No. But he's absolutely picked up his game. And, uh, you know, of all the four teams, we've said Pittsburgh, unfortunately, their defense is the weakest as a defensive de- Defensive defense, you know, holding off the rest, the the, the push from these top heavy, you know, teams is going to be hard. Yeah, exactly. So you never know. I mean, imagine just imagine, and there's going to be like, say, if Pittsburgh finishes third, right? Just say for, hypothetically, and it doesn't matter Washington or Islanders. There's history with both those teams in the playoffs. Washington's their biggest rival. The Islanders swept them out of playoffs a couple years ago. There's just, you know, the Islanders and Penguins have so much playoff history going back to 93 with, you know, David Volek winning in overtime in the conference semifinals to go to conference final against Montreal. So my, I think Pittsburgh was poised to win back-to-back-to-back cups that year. But, hey, you know, the Islanders said no. So it, it, there's a lot of good playoff matchups right now, especially in the East. It's been the – I think probably one of the funner divisions to watch this year. It's always, everybody said it was the toughest division and it, we all agree on that. Yeah. Beast. The, the East is like the beast. The East is where, I mean, it, it's not the, you know, it, it it's It's a bit, they're big, big grinders, big, heavy four checking teams rely on the four check, rely on the, you know, pounding and they all got, you all have great goalies. Every every team, with Velomov, you know, taking his taking his place in the Islander right. Nets into the playoffs and, last year. And Sorokin hasn't played bad for the Islanders. Sorokin, this year. Sorokin's played really well. He he he's he has that confidence definitely from the beginning of the year. He's his stats are, are amazing, and he's playing big. He looks big in the net too. I mean, he Which has to feel great playing behind that goalie. defense. Yeah. yeah, that's key for any goalie, right? You want to play big. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the jumble first, second, and fourth right. in the East. And who plays who? Still left at up the in end. the air. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of playoff matchups and battles, how about the Central Division? Let's talk about that for a minute. Oh, so you yes. got Florida... Tampa and Carolina all battling for the top spot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, Spencer Knight has come in down in Florida because Chris Drieger's hurt. Imagine if the Panthers, the way they were playing, and they're, and they're playing really well, but just imagine if Sergei Bobrovsky was playing the way he was playing in Columbus. Imagine where the Panthers would be. I called them for the playoffs at the beginning of the season. I got to take my place. 
only because I thought they were Carolina, but with offense, you know, and, and it was only about Bobrovsky. Was he ever going to find his Columbus winning two Vezinas with Columbus Blue Jackets? Draga saved him and has been able to play so well to give Bobrovsky time. And Bobrovsky's, we found this game. And now you got Knight. He's Talk the future of that team, the realistically. The future of that team. That, and that team is so heavy. They're so you – know, they're almost like look like Colorado when they play offensively. You thought they were weak defensively, but they're not. They're not. And, you know, another year with Coach Q behind the bench, the players are – you know, you got Huberto, you got Barkov, Duclair's playing his style of game. That, and, I mean, the unforgotten guy in this is Patrick Hornquist. He was traded there by Pittsburgh. He's coming in the room – Changed the mindset of this entire team. Got him working hard, staying later. This guy has been a real key piece to the Florida Panthers this year. Yeah, he was always with Pittsburgh. He was always that, like, uh, the guy that'll outwork you. He'll he'll shoot into the crease to go after rebounds, stay in that front crease area, go on the boards. He, he didn't have to be the scorer. No, he, he, he was just that presence depth that would wear down and score goals at, at big times when you didn't need his goals. No, now, now he's in Florida. What was it? What was it Matheson? Yeah. Matheson. Yep. For, for him. Um, Florida knew what they were doing. They needed, it's like needing those, those, team complimentary guys in your bottom six that are never going to hurt you and they're going to play great defense. But he's been playing up higher in the lineup too. So yeah. he, he can put, I mean, he always played with like Crosby. So it's not like he doesn't know how to do it, but now he's showing, Hey, I could do it outside of playing with Sid, the best player in the world. I could do it with another team and the Panthers are playing really well. And I, I like what they're, everybody's jocketing. I know somebody told me Carolina they like for uh, the top spot. You know, we'll see. I mean, look, if you break down the goaltending, you know, you got three. You have Bobrovsky, Knight, and Drieger in Florida. Carolina's got the three-headed monster there. The best yeah. goalie probably in the division is Andre Vasilevsky with Tampa. They're going to get Stamkos back. They're going to get Kucherov back. And they're going to look to make another run. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see with those three teams where they find out because – where they, 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 you know, match up well. Because it doesn't matter which team plays which team. It's going to yeah. be a great series. I mean, Florida and Tampa Bay this year played an awesome series. And I would want to see it in the playoffs. Same with Tampa and Carolina. Florida and Carolina. Yeah. You know, it, they've all been good. So it doesn't matter who they match up with, either team. I can't wait to watch uh, those teams match up in the playoffs. My preference, I would love to see a battle of Florida because I think the league needs it. We've wanted it, and we could get it this year. Tampa Bay versus Florida, a battle of Florida in the first round of, of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But like you're saying, too, you'd like to see that. The league would like to see that. Carolina, for some reason, um, they're, I mean, they're primed. I mean, it's a matter of, of their goaltending 
matching up, but they play such a great defensive game. You know, it's it's they're pro, they they're balanced. It's like just like really balanced from offense, defense, goalie, really, really solid throughout all four. And they play, you know, they play that you know Brenda Moore style. Hey, come you on. just hit the nail, and you hit the nail on the head. Rod the bod, Brenda Moore, man. This guy, ever since he came into the league, he knows how to win. He's a winner. Uh, he knows how to play the game right the right way. He's teaching his team how he played the game. He played yeah. it, so you, yeah. I mean, they got the guys like Svechnikov and Aho, and you got other players like that, and you know Fogel. But you got the grinders there too, and I, I think I'm missing one guy actually on a stat sheet. Let's find who it was. But Carolina's got a lot. Oh, they p- picked up Trochiak from uh, um, the Florida Panthers. Yes. He's been a great fit for them. But like you said, they're playing that Brendan Moore style. Everybody plays the same way. You got Reimer. You got Morazic. You got the other guy. The, the, I, I like Carolina's chances to finish first in that division. Yeah, can't wait for the playoff. Can't wait for all these guys to win the playoff start. Who's going to come out of there? You wouldn't be surprised if it would be. Carolina over Tampa right. or over Florida, but it, no matter what the mix is going to be in that division, it's going to be great hockey. That's for sure. So before we get to what you want to talk about, which is the final <laughs> spot in each division, because it brings us to, you know, cause Cal- cause Calgary plays Montreal tonight on hockey night, but I want to touch on a subject here and we could talk about, we also could talk about Dallas research in Nashville. Yeah, but I want to talk about Toronto goaltending uh, real quick. Just touch on it. Uh, it hasn't been the greatest since Freddie went out. Jack Campbell's come back to earth a little bit. David Riddick has not found his game yet in Toronto. They played a better game against Winnipeg Thursday night. But as I said on my radio hit on the Saga 960 with Raw Mike Richards and um, David Bastel. I compared it to when the Devils lost Brodeur. When they guys like Clemenson and other guys like that came in, the team in front of them played better. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs played better in front of Jack Campbell on Thursday night. That's what they need to do. They can't just rely on Campbell to be there because even during his 11-0 start, he started to get shaky towards the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, they weren't comfortable with Freddie Anderson, Frederick Anderson, you know, who's a UFA and they're putting all, they have to have, they have to give Campbell and Riddick all the help defensively in that center crease. They're going to have to play that way to win that division. I mean, because Winnipeg's right behind them. I know they put, they they put the, the, the four point swing the other way, but yeah. Connor Hellenbeck in that. I mean, I always like Winnipeg too. It's something about Cop and 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 these guys. Lowry, the and all these guys, and Paul Maurice always liked him as a head coach. That team, man, they get in. I, I've been saying it. They're gonna be a tough out. They're gonna be a sneaky good team yeah. in that yeah. division. Look out for them. Don't sleep on the Winnipeg Jets. And it's gonna be a fun game on Hockey Night in Canada on NHL Network tonight as. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs battle the Winnipeg Jets. Staying in this division, we'll get to your topic. Looking at the final seeds in each division, we're going to start 
here. Calgary Flames, Battle of the Montreal Canadiens. Calgary got a leg up on the Canadiens the other night with the win. Six points out. How do you see it going? I want to get your thoughts on that. All right. Well, you want to know something? Unfortunately, Canadians need to worry about not only the Flames, they need to worry about the Canucks. It's true. Canucks have five games in hand. All right. And how many points they out by? Huh? How many points? They they have five games in hand on Montreal. Yeah, but how many points do they out by? Oh, they're up by 10. Okay. Yeah. It's saying, look, Vancouver would have to win out, but they got, they put Demko, they've come out of this COVID situation. They put Demko in front of Hopi, which I was saying, yeah, you were saying that from the, the way, beginning. The way Demko played in the playoffs last year, which of course was the reason why Markstrom wasn't re-signed as a UFA. Now, yeah, he's with the Flames. He's going to have to stand on his head the rest of this way so they can make up that those points with the Canadians. The Canadians, Carey Price not being there, now it's on Allen to carry the load. Now's the time if they can, if the Canadians are more susceptible of losing their number four to. They've been so inconsistent this year, Montreal has been. They look so good. They look so bad. Not having Gallagher definitely hurts them because that with Tatar and Dano, that line was always good. They're, they're definitely struggling without Gallagher in there, that grit. Um, I agree. No price hurts them too, but they, you know, carry price. At times played like the carry price that deserved ten million dollars. At other times he didn't look great, like against Ottawa. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what Montreal does. You know, Calgary, Calgary could be in a position here to to, to overtake them, but it, they had that they had that good start under Sutter, and then they kind of went to sleep, didn't do well. That could be their downfall of why they don't get in. And as much as the Canucks are yet they're not mathematically eliminated. I just don't see Vancouver getting to that position where they can challenge those two teams. I think it's a two team race between Calgary and Montreal for that final spot in the North, which is going to be fun because they play, like I said, here on a Saturday night, which is going to be a fun game to watch a lot on the line. Those four point games always matter. You know, it's going to be tough. I want to say Montreal holds on, but the way they've been playing so inconsistently, I could see Calgary overtaking them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Markstrom, you know, if he has anything to prove and he wants to prove that he, you know, work, work the contract that he got from Calgary. Now's the time to carry this team on, you know, for the, you know, the, 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 the back checking that they, you know, they're not a great back checking team. No. So, I mean, it's going to be Markstrom who steals some goals and makes a difference. And they have to make up those those six, what, six points. I mean, behind. like a win tonight goes a long way. because They have to. It's almost like a must. Yeah, it's almost like that must win. They need that to, because Look, uh, Canadians have a game. This series probably five. wouldn't have mattered much if, if – uh, Montreal did their job earlier in the week, and you know, and the week prior, putting the Calgary Flames out of their rear, out of their misery, and 
you know, put them in the rearview mirror. But like I said, Montreal's inconsistent play has kept the Flames around. It's going to be interesting to see what the Flames do. They got to get production. Like I said, the big guns got to do it, as I've said all year. Goudreau, Monaghan, and uh, Lindholm. Kachuk will be leading that. And Kachuk. Leading that attitude. Yeah. And you know major changes are coming in Calgary if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. In offseason, yeah. After the expansion draft. Yeah. They're going to protect the guys even if they don't want them so they can trade them after. Mm-hmm. If they want to Absolutely. do it, they're just going to let them go. 100% on that. All right. Let's 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 go to the East here. Hmm. We've okay. talked about it earlier. <laughs> but it's pretty much a two-team race for one spot, even though the Rangers are not mathematically eliminated just yet. Boston and New York Rangers battling for that final spot. Yep. Got to just – Hey, got a rep, man. Got a rep. It's not because the Rangers haven't been playing great and, you know, like a, like a playoff team, you know, the last, what, almost 15 games. Mm-hmm. And uh, Boston was wounded for a while, and they only had one line that could score. They made the trade for, Ty- for Taylor Hall, and yep. you called it, you know, and he's, and he's played like really well. He's made, he's made that second line. The scoring line now it's not just one line scoring and you get Rask back and Rask, I mean they held on all this time and with um, with Halak out too, now they get them both back for the run and they're playing hard, heavy Bruins hockey. Uh, I mean, I mean it would have to be an epic collapse by the Bruins. Uh, and the Rangers would have to basically win out. They can't afford to lose any more games to to get to the last two games of the season, which are against the Bruins, do or die, if they put themselves in that position by then, to only be four points out, even in games played. Who, who yeah, doesn't want to come see to, that? Then it would come down to tiebreakers and all that fun rimmerall. So, but... I personally, I think Boston's good. I think the teams we see in the East are the teams that, that are going to make it. I, I was always been a fan of the Rangers starting this year as a team that could challenge, maybe sneak in. They're going to have to win the games that they're going to need to win. Like that, that loss against Philadelphia this week was not good. That's not a good, not a good game for you, for the Rangers. That That's a game that they needed to win, especially with the Boston loss yesterday. That, that would have closed the gap a little bit. Uh, so we'll see. I think Boston's going to just be too strong. And yeah. the Rangers may just miss it by four or two points, something like that. And, and it's tough to, to see because you make it such a great run. But you know what? Sometimes that's the way the, the, uh, the puck bounces, as they say, in hockey. That's, that's why it's more important with them. It's two points. Every team that plays each other in the, within their division, yeah. two points. those games, those points you lose to another team is within your own division. So you exactly it, it, it's to not to not lose those kind of games. It's like, you know, puts you back four double four points instead of two. Exactly. You know, one game and it's and games are games are running out. If it was an 80 game season, we'd be like, wow, there's going to be some finish between the Rangers and the Bruins. But, but it's, it's not. not. It's a 56 game season. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the way it is. That's exactly. the way it is. For everybody, it's that way. So. Exactly. And, you know, moving right along, Central Division, Nashville's mm-hmm. resurgence. Dallas is 
charging. They're making a charge. You know, Ben's picked up his game. You know, this kid Jake Robertson's is come out of nowhere. Yeah. Now everybody's talking about him for Calder Trophy. You know, all the other talking heads aside, Capril Caprisov, uh, Kaprasov is winning the Calder Trophy. It doesn't matter what this kid Robertson does. I hate to say it, it was his at the beginning of the year. Just, I always said this in my head. If the roles were reversed and Robertson had started the year with Dallas the whole year and then Kaprasov came in and went on this amazing run, it's what we see in the moment. Everybody a couple months ago was talking about Kaprasov in the wild and all that stuff because of his all of his goals and everything. It's because Dallas is making this run we're talking about Robertson. They're going to get Sagan back soon. They're doing it with Ottinger and Hudobin, and they're figuring out ways to score goals. Radulov playing their defense with Klingberg. All, you know, the, the roster that made it to the Stanley Cup final last year. It's good to see that. Nashville's figuring, out, figuring it out. That's a tight race you got to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Stars have three games in hand. They're only four points behind them. Um, do they play anytime soon? Um, let's see. They only have one game left head to head against each other. Okay, so only so not I mean that's you the Preds the Preds would have to win that the way Dallas is playing the whole yeah. those two points head to head to not have that with three games in hand that Dallas has. Because Ottinger's right. a good goalie and he's definitely given Hudobin some you know, to relax a little bit with Bishop. And let, and let him play his out. style of the game. And let him play the style that got him to the Stanley Cup final last year. Yeah. And the defense is starting to – you're starting to realize that defense is catching up, coming back on guys coming into their zone with the stick checking and yeah. the way they were playing last year, the defense. For Hudobin, it looks like they got that style back. And like you said, Ben, we found his – his game, you got hints. Rupe hints is unbelievable. His, he, he's he, he's great. You, those kind of plays you love, you love to watch. Oh, Garyanov, I mean, Dennis Garyanov is playing well for Dallas as well. So yeah, they, the, the guys that were stepping up for them in the playoffs are stepping up for them now. And the fact that you get Tyler Sagan back coming soon before the end of the season, you know, Nashville, Dallas, a really coin flip to me on. Uh, on who makes it. I've said from the start, I thought the stars would figure out a way to get in. I still mm -hmm. believe that, but Nashville's playing really, really good. I'm going to stay with Dallas here because that were my pick to begin the year, but Nashville's playing really well. And it's good to see those players doing good, especially Soros. You got Yossi on the back, Ellis, up front, Forsberg, Duchesne, all those guys that everybody had said, eh, maybe trade them. They don't. They only make a move to add a defenseman. So it's going to be a nice race there between those two teams. Eh, Chicago's there a little bit, but it really comes down to those two teams for one spot. Yeah, absolutely agree. Total 100%. All right, final division obviously is West, St. Louis, Arizona. <sighs> and, I mean, San Jose's not out of it yet, but I feel no. like it's a two-team I think it's a two -team race as well between Arizona and St. Louis, and I think the Blues figure out a way to get in. I think so, too. I mean, they got three games on hand on the Coyotes. And they're only one point ahead of them right now with three games in hand. 
and saying, look what St. Louis just did with Colorado. Right, and, and they lost Colton Paranko during the game, but still they've been playing well even with, when he wasn't in the lineup. I just think I, St. Louis got that pedigree. They know how to do it. It's Arizona, it's the Coyotes. I just don't think they have enough firepower to get them over the finish line. They're playing well. Yeah. But I think the, the champs from 2019 get in. Yeah, they've refound. They, it looks like watching them play. It looks like the whole team, ref- they look faster. They look like they're swarming all over. They're not giving you too much breathing room, which got them to the finals last year. It looks like they refound, they refound that style of play. Uh, with three games in the hand, I mean, I wouldn't bet against the Blues. Neat. Not the way they played today against Colorado. No, and Mike Kaufman stepping up big for them. That was a guy that was on a trade block potentially at the deadline. <clears throat> yeah. Now he's pumping in goals left and right. Maybe he needed a little kick in the butt to find his offensive game. You know, Tarasenko playing well. Uh, Bennington's found his game again. So I would, you know, St. Louis, look out for this team because if they can get some wins under the belt and, and uh, separate themselves from the pack, I think you got you'll see a you know Colorado, Vegas, obviously already in Minnesota close to clinching. Then St. Louis and Arizona figure out a way to who whoever's gonna battle it out for that final spot. Yep. I agree on that totally. I mean it's like the Bruins. Who wants to play the Bruins fourth seed? Who wants to play the Blues fourth seed? Who wants to play Dallas? I wouldn't want to play year? Dallas the way they're playing right now. No. Nope. Not at all. But, you know, we're winding down on the season. We're, fit, you know, matchups matter the most. We got big games tonight. Calgary and Montreal, Toronto, Winnipeg. I think Florida plays Carolina. That's a big game. A lot of fun hockey tonight. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun down the stretch. Only a couple weeks now for the end of the season and the playoffs start. Coach Jay, I know Mark didn't get in here. He was on assignment tonight, but, you know, another great show in the books uh, with you and I. It's been fun here on The Last Word on Hockey, Season 2, Episode 16 here on Mad Radio Network, Northeast Streaming Sports. Everybody enjoy your Saturday night and have a good one. Same here, Jim. Take care, people.